Okay, so we are on Yotas Amun Aleph. Looks like we're probably headed towards the fourth day this week, uh, for those who can make it probably. Um, but let's, uh, let's see where we are. So um, just to remind you, um, or to remind me also, um, we were, we've, we've been going on a, on a journey of dealing with the Shita of Rabbi Shimon who holds that, that Zika is Kikinusa Dhamma, that, right, that Zika, uh, makes you like like you're married and has you know uh, full like a, almost like a full fledged marriage in terms of it's it's the way it affects other relationships. So um, we've been trying to attack this approach of Rabbi Shimon, um, in particular the approach that Rabbi Oshia presented in the Gemara, um, and the Gemara presented a case of three brothers right, who were married to two sisters, and we said maybe not just. Two sisters, but they could even be married, or scenario married to a, a mother and daughter, or you know other types of arayos. Um, and the point being that uh, in that scenario, when both brothers pass away, and now there is Levi left over, right, to uh, deal with, to to have to handle what to do with each relationship. So um, we said Rishimin is poter, right? He says everyone's off the hook, and we said if Rishimin holds Yesh Zika. And sorry, in Zika's Kikinusa Damya, so then let him just marry the first woman, right? The Ruvain's wife, and Shimon's wife is is uh, is off the hook because he was really it's Kilo. Shimon was married to Ruvain's wife right the moment that Ruvain died, and so he just marries one, and the other one goes free. Um, why doesn't that work for Ruvain? Because in the, why doesn't that work for Levi? According to Shimon, because in the end of the day. If Zika Kikinusa Damya, then again, the moment Ruvain died, it was like Shimon had married, um, uh, sorry, the moment that Ruvain died, Levi is available to marry uh, Ruvain. This is not a case where Levi is born later. So the moment Ruvain dies, Sarah is available, and she should be like she's married to, to Levi. The fact that afterwards Shimon dies also, and now the two of them are sisters to each other, so what? It doesn't make a difference. According to Shimon, Zika Kikinusa uh, they should be able to get married. So we said no. Um, so why does Shimon poter poter? Why does she, why does he poter both? So in the end of the day, um, um, the Gemara came just to the possibility. Um, but what about the fact uh, that basically, well, maybe what's going on here? Uh, and they're trying to kind of defend Shimon. So we said no. Oh, so poter means poter It means that he says again, just that Rivka, the second wife, Shimon's wife, can. Can go, uh, can go free. But yeah, that's what it means. It means he marries Ruvain's wife and he does even with her and the second wife, uh, uh, you know, Rivka in that case goes free. The says, wait a second though, but it says, Bishteyen, right? He actually, the, the language that we have in another Bryce is that, he, that both of them are Pater. So Gavara says, no, no, no. So Rava says this funny, this like, you know, unique shot. No, the case was that Ruvain is married to two women, Shimon's married to two women and if woman A, Wife A in each case are related to each other, and wife B in each case are related to their, their, their sisters, their mother and daughter, etc. And, and basically, that what Shimon is saying that he's pottering, without going into all the details, that he's pottering, um, that, uh, you know, he says that he's poter he means two, two out of these women, right? Um, in, the, in this scenario, because he can marry one of them, and the rest of them are off the hook. So that, that was a unique answer that Rav wanted to give just to defend Rav Shimon, to explain that Rav Shimon, no, he really can still hold that Zika is Kikanusadamia. So Gemara now says on the end of that line, uh, Ka, the last one in the line is Ka. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine lines down in the wider lines. 
So Gemara says, wait a second, Rava. Katai Rava ba'arba zuge chada da o ogatani. Gemara says, wait a second, Rava, what kind of possibility is this? You're telling me now that the scenario really was that they were, that, the, that you know, uh, Ruvay married two women and Shimon married two women and they're both and, and woman A and woman A in each relationship are, that's not what we're talking about. It's an Isho Bita or Achayo Sijar was, oh, meaning the case was one or the other, right? Either they're both married to sisters or they're both married to Isho Bita. Not that they're married to multiple women and all these relationships exist in, 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 with, with the, both of these people, right? Rav's scenario is, you know, Obviously, a unique case, but it's, it's the wrong way of reading the case that the Brisa quoted for us. Vaod, and similarly, and if that was true, then Rishim would have to actually potter more than just two women. It would be four women who would be potter in such a case. Vaod, Tanya, and even more. Now we have a Brisa that says, Rishim and potter, bishteya mina chalitza, u mina yibam. We have a, another Brisa that says it explicitly that Rishim is potter two women, and why is he potter them? From Chalitza and from Yibum, you don't do anything with them. Why? Shenemar v'ishalach osalotikach itzror b'shash and nasut saris zulazu lo yelach alekuchin afilu ba'achas man. Right, and this is the answer we've seen before. Right, that whenever the two women are tsaris to each other, um, you're not allowed to marry um, even even one of them. Um, Yeah, look at just Rashi for one second. Rashi in the second line down in the wide lines, all the way at the end. He says, Vaod, im kain the kulu bachad beisa askin. Right? They're all coming from, you know, by, from one husband. Vishahayu gimel achim shnaya mehen nisu and shteya chayos viisha ubita, viisha ubaspita, viisha ubaspina. Right? We have all these cases all, you know, in one case. They're not separate cases according to Rabbi. They're all one case. And they're all these multiple women married to, them, to these men. Uh, each one's married to four women. They all found fault to the third person. All the, the math here, but the bottom line is, it's, it's, there are actually many more women now who would be excluded in such a case. Um, um, fine, but the the other point, right, is that. At the moment, according to Shimon, you could, you could simply argue, um, sorry, hold on one second. Right, the point being that um, this other price that we have just says very clearly, right, that Shimon is, is patters both women, right, because they're sisters, right, or their mother and daughter, etc. Because in that case, they're they're patiros from chalitza or from yibum. Why? Because the pasuk v'yishalach hausal You can't have a, wo- a woman and, and her sister, right, married at the same. They can't be married to the same man at the same time. And so b'shash and after tzaros l'zu when they're going to be tzaros to each other, you can't even marry one of them. So this pasuk comes to teach me that two sisters. If you have two sisters who both fall for yibum, so both of them. Are, uh, you can't take either of them for for Yibam. Fine. So that so the point is that Rav Shimon, this this whole answer of Rava is is very unique and creative, but it's not going to work as a defense for Rav Shimon. That's the point. So Ella Amr of Ashi, hachanami. So Rav Ashi says, I'll tell you a, a different a different shot. 
right? Um, no, I'll explain to you how I can actually answer for Shimon. Meaning, if, if the two women, right, if they, you know, the, the, the two sisters, for example, right, if Reuben dies first and then Shimon dies afterwards, right, then Hachanami, then you're right. Meaning, then, then you're, what was the whole concern was? The whole question was, in this case of Gilba Achim, uh, these three brothers, two of them are married to two sisters, Reuven dies, and then Shimon dies, and now Levi's left, and Reuven Shimon says, everyone's potter. Right? How could that be? I mean, that's what we ask. If, if Yesh Zika, then, then uh, uh, Levi should be able to marry Reuven's wife. No problem. She, he died first. Let him marry Reuven's wife before anything else. She has, he has a Zika to her immediately. So, uh, and so we said, so I must be. Reuven Shimon holds ain't Zika. Rashi says, no. What are you talking about? He says, you're right. If it was a case where Reuven died and then Shimon died, then you're absolutely correct. Then in that case, Reuven Shimon would hold Yesh Zika and Zika Kenusa Damya and, she could, and, he could, and Levi could actually marry Sarah, right, Reuven's wife. However, what's our case? The Nof of Abbas Achas. The case is that Reuven and Shimon died at the same moment. Rabbi Shimon suffered like Rabbi Yosei Galili, the Amar, Efshelat Samson. Without getting all the, kind of, all the whole deeds of Efshelat Samson, there's a big discussion in all of Shas of Efshelat Samson or E. Efshelat Samson. Are we able to make you know, calculations to the, to, to the moment, right? That specific to say, oh, it was the mamish the exact same second. Some say, some of our opinion, he actually something. You never can really know if it was the exact moment. So we wouldn't, we can't make such an argument. We have to, you know, reach the suffix, the question whether one died first, the other one died first. It's not just the question of who died first. It could be in, in many other scenarios. Is the question of Efshalat Samson or not? But the bottom line is here is that if Shimon holds Efshalat Samson, what does he hold? Let's say Rahman Latzlan, Reuven and Shimon are in a car crash and they, they both died on impact. Okay? So, so what would you say? Now Reuven's wife didn't fall to Shimon to Levi first, and then Shimon's wife fought to Reuven second, and therefore you say, oh, Zika Kenusa Damia, right? He can he could can marry Sarah because they were married already before before Shimon's wife became available. No, they died at the same moment. If they died at the same moment, then they're two sisters, right? Who are Sarahs to each other, and they are they're two sisters. Um, and they each hit, hurt the Zika of the other, they impact the Zika of the other, and therefore by, by marrying one, he's automatically marrying his wife's sister in a certain sense, right? And in that scenario, he can't, he's not allowed to marry either one of them, right? And again, if Rav Shimon holds Yesh Zika, right? Then he has a Zika to both sisters at the same time, in which case he can't marry either of them. Because if he marries one, he's marrying his wife's sister, right? We've said that before, I think, right? So. If this actually, if the case is that they died at the same moment, it's actually exactly, it's Rabbi Shimon the Shitaso. It actually it doesn't prove, but it, Rabbi Shimon can stay exactly, Rabbi Shimon's opinion is totally fine. Because if they died at the same moment, that's why Rabbi Shimon Taka says, they're, they, you, 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 they're, they're paturos, there's nothing to do. There's no possibility of doing you in that situation. Because again, they're both have a zika to him, and by marrying one, he is, he is marrying his wife's sister, in a certain sense, the woman who has a Zika too. Okay. So, uh, in that case, so, so, so Ravashi, in that sense, has helped us to, um, you know, defend Rav Shimon in that case. Fine. So now, we are done with this whole conversation. If you remember, the whole thing started on the last half because we had two Mishnayas. We had our first Mishnah and then we had our second Mishnah. And they're both talking about the case of Right? They're both talking about a case where there's Reuven and Shimon, Reuven dies, and sometime after Reuven dies, Levi is born. Right? 
And we said, if you just go, just go back to our Mishnah here for just for a second, on Yudichas and base, just so that you remember where we are. We said, the case was, right, two brothers, one dies, and then the question was, and then Shimon does Yibum, and then what's the story, right? So, so the case was that, that um, Levi is born after Shimon had, uh, had done Yibum, and then Nolahenach. Our first Mishnah, right, the original Mishnah, was a case where the two bro- there's two brothers, one of them dies, and then before Shimon does Yibam, a brother is born. And we had our Shita and our Mishnah, this second Mishnah of Rabbi Shimon, right, who says he can, be, he can do Yibam forever he wants, and Chalitza would do whatever he wants. Rav Oshia was the first opinion who said, this opinion of Rabbi Shimon, by the way, which is quoted in our second Mishnah, actually even goes on the first Mishnah. Right? And that Rav Shimon would hold that he can marry whoever he wants, even in the situation of, even in the situation where the, the uh, Levi is born uh, before Shimon ever does Yibam, okay? But that was actually a big Chiddush to say such a thing. And because our Mishnah, we only have our second Mishnah which quotes Rav Shimon. So who says that Rav Shimon was really talking about the case of the first Mishnah? Maybe Rav Shimon is only talking about the case of our Mishnah, where Reuven and Shimon, Reuven dies, Shimon does Yibam, and then afterwards, Levi's born, and that's where Shimon says, yeah, he can go ahead and do Yibam with whoever he wants at that point. Why? Because she's now Shimon's wife, right? This woman, Sarah, who was Reuben's wife, is now Shimon's wife, and that's the reason why Levi says, yeah, so now he can just do Yibam with either woman, because they're just two women married to Shimon. So Rav Papa now, in our Gemara, is basically arguing with, with Rav Oshia, and says a new, a new explanation for Rav Shimon's opinion. And he says as follows, Rav Papa Amar, B'yibim ve'achanach nolad, Right, our case of our Mishnah, where the guy did Yibam, Shimon did Yibam already, and then Levi is born. That's where Shimon argues and says she can marry. Levi can, can do Yibam with whoever he wants, as opposed to Chachamim who said no. But Nolan But in the case where Levi is first born and then Shimon does Yibam, low uh, Polig. Right, he doesn't he doesn't disagree in such a case. He agrees that in that case, Levi cannot do Yibam because he's Aishas Ach Shalohi Right, he was a brother, a non-contemporaneous brother to Reuven. Um, okay, so if that's true, Rav Papa now has to explain, what's the purpose of quoting both cases? Why do I have a Mishnah which teaches me, again, for the, for the Rabbanon, it's, it's in either case. Right? In, in both cases, the Chachamim holds... Um, Right, that the first woman, Sarah, cannot marry, uh, cannot marry um, Ruvain because it's actually it's Ruvain's wife. Sorry. Sarah, Ruvain's original wife, cannot marry Levi because he's actually a Belamo. And also, again, Shimon then also dies, and Shimon's wife also is not allowed to marry, uh, not allowed to marry Shimon, it's not, sorry, I'm getting the names confused. Not allowed to marry Levi because, uh, because of Sarah. But in both cases, they hold whether the whether Levi was born before Shimon and Yibam, whether Levi was born after he did Yibam. It does, for the Chachamim, it's the same din. The halacha is the same. So the question becomes, for the Chachamim, why do they need to tell me these two cases? The, the, the halacha is the same in both. So answers, Rav Papa, What's the reason why the Chachamim have two separate Mishnahs teaching these two separate cases, even though the halacha is the same in both? It's to teach me that they pass in the same way in both. Because it's a way to show me how machmir they are, right? To tell me how chamor they are, that they're machmir in both cases. Um, look at Rashi, one, two, three lines from the bottom. Lo zu af zu katani. 
Kalomar Ashmuinan Beresha Nolad Lubasov Yibeim. Right, they first time in the first case where where Levi was born, and then Shimon does Yibeim with Reuven's wife. Vehadatana Yibeim Ulubasov Nolad, and they also then they tell us the case of when he did Yibeim, uh, where Shimon did Yibeim with Sarah, right, Reuven's wife, and then Levi's born. Lamarlacha Telozubavad. Meaning, this is how machmir they are, that even in the case where Shimon's already done Yibum with Ruvain's wife. Right? So you could argue she's already married to him and it's, it's done already. So just look at it, just be Levi and Shimon, forget Ruvain. No, even in that case, the Chacham, you know, carry over this and continue to say that Levi cannot do Yibum in such a case. So, so the Rav Papa's point is that this. This opinion of Rav Shimon is specifically in our second Mishnah, and that's only that's all he's talking about to be to be makeal in that case that they can actually do yibum right? that he can do yibam, that Levi can do yibum with whoever he wants. But the reason for teaching me both Mishnayos has nothing to do with Rav Shimon; it has to do with the, with the Rabbanon to teach me just how machmir the, the, the Chachamim are that even in the case where Shimon had already done yibum with Sarah, nevertheless Levi still not, and then he dies. Nevertheless, Levi cannot do yibum with her afterwards. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. Okay. So now the Gemara is going to bring a proof that Rav Papa's approach is correct. Tanya Kavasi de Rav Papa v'tiyufta de Rav Oshia. So we're going to bring a brisa that is a proof for Rav Papa that Rav Shimon only is talking about this case, right? Yibam l'asof l'asof nolad, and that and tiyufta de Rav Oshia, and at the same time, there's going to be a proof for Rav Papa and a contradiction to Rav Oshia all at the same time. You have two brothers, contemporaneous, living, to the, living at the same time. And one of them dies without any children. And the second brother, Shimon, gets up and he's ready to do mimer with his sister-in-law, Sarah. But he didn't get a chance. And at that moment, Levi is born. Okay. Umes. And then Shimon dies. We know these cases. We've seen this case many times. Okay, so what happens? Um, again, Reuben had that wife, Sarah, and Shimon also had his own wife, Rivka. And he never did Yibum. He never did Mimer. He never did anything with Sarah. Okay. Harishona, meaning Sarah, Yotza Mishum Eishis Achiv Shlayavolam. Right, so Sarah's free to go because the only person available to Yibum with her is Levi. And he was never alive at the same time as her original husband. Okay. Ushnia. And what about Shimon's wife? Ocholetzes. O Bemes. Right? He can do chalitza with her or he can even with her because she is straight up. Levi and Shimon were alive at the same time. So when Shimon dies, Levi and, Levi and uh, Shimon's wife have regular zika for Yibam. He can do chalitza, he can do Yibam, whichever one. Okay. However, what happens? Asaba, Maimer. What happened if before Shimon died, he actually did Maimer with Sarah? Right, with Reuben's wife. What happens if he did Mimer first? And then afterwards, Levi was born. Oh, or Levi was born. And then Shimon did Mimer. Again, in the first case, Shimon did nothing. He died before doing anything. So what happens if Mimer occurs at some point, either meaning between Shimon and Sarah, Reuben's wife, at some point, either after Levi's born or before Levi, before Levi's born or after Levi's born? Umes, and then Shimon dies. Harishona yotze mishum eishes achim sholya Again, the first, Sarah still is free to go 
Because the only person available is Levi, and Levi was never alive at the same time as her husband Reuven. Okay. Ushnia chaletzes velomis yabemis. But now Shimon's wife does chalitza, but not yibum. Why? Because she's a suffix, maybe tzara, to tzara, right? Because tzara had done mimer with Shimon already. So there, two of them are tzaros now. So that's why Sarah's off because of Asia Zachim Shleim and Rivka, who now became like a sort of Tzara to Sarah, she's also free to go because she's Tzara, she's uh, at Sarah to an error. Okay. However, I turn the page, Rosh Shimon Omer, probably thought we'd never get to this out of the page. Rosh Shimon Omer, Asa O Chalitzasa, Sha'achas Mehem, Poteres Tzarasa. Okay, so Rosh Shimon says, Right, so Shimon says, Biyasa if he had Bia uh, with her, or right, that they had relations, O Khalitsasa, or he did or he did Khalitsa with her, Sha'akhasyam with either one of them, Poteris Tsarasa allows the other one to go free. Okay, that's what Shimon said. We're gonna have more but now we're gonna, there's gonna be multiple multiple points here, okay? Khalats Labalas Maimer. What if Levi did Khalitsa? With this woman who had already had Mimer, Lo Niftera Tzara, uh, Lo Niftera Tzara. But then, if he did Chalitza with her, so then the Tzara is not out. Right? If he did Chalitza with her, the other one is still available for, for Yibum. Kansa Umes, what if Shimon had actually married her and then he died? Okay, so again, it's all the same case. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Ruvain dies. Shimon marries Sarah, and then he dies. And then afterwards, Levi is born. Okay? So this is after he's already married, totally married her. He had married, uh, Shimon had married Sarah, then he dies, and only after that, uh, Levi is born. Or Levi had been born, and then, and then, um, and then Shimon marries Sarah, and then he dies. Shtei and Petura, again, but the whole time he had two wives, uh, his wife and Ruben's wife, Shtei and Petura, Shmina Chalitza, Umina Yim, they're both Petura from Yim or Chalitza. Okay, next, next case, Kansa Veno, because we're all doing this to get to the final case. Kansa Veno Aloach, what if, again, Shimon marries Sarah, Ruben's wife, Veno Aloach, and then a wife, and then um, Levi's born, Veach Akach Mes, and then afterwards Shimon dies. Then again, they're both Peturos from both Sarah and Rivka are Peturos from Chalitza and from Yibum. And that's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Again, all because this uh, guy Levi is an Ashes Ach Shaloya Balamo and they're Tsaros to each other. So at that point, everybody's out. Sarah's out because Ashes Ach Shaloya Balamo and Rivka's out because she is the Tsara to Sarah. Rabbi Shimon Omer. Hoel uba umatza beheter velo amda alav sha achas beiser miyabim leizo mehen sheyurtze. Oh cholitz leizo mehen sheyurtze. Okay, so this is the fi- this final case, right? Where the case was that uh, Shimon had married her, right? Had had done yibum, full yibum with Sarah, and only afterwards, right? He had married her, and then. Um, and then Levi is born, and then Shimon dies. Shimon says, what are you talking about? 
since he always found her, there was never, and there was never any moment when he had the Isra of because the moment he was born, his brother was already married to her, right? Shimon had already married Sarah at that point. So the moment he's born, she's his brother's wife and a brother that he's been alive, alive at the same time as. So there's no reason why he shouldn't be allowed to marry Sarah or Rivka. Rivka was Shimon's wife the whole time. So Shimon says, what do you mean? Yeah, I know that she was originally at some point married to a brother of mine who I was not alive at the same time as. But since the moment I was born, she was already married to my brother Shimon. Right? They, they were already married. Um, so there was no moment when there was any isser between me and her at any point. It never existed during my lifetime. So there's no reason why uh, they shouldn't be allowed to, to, to do yibam. And therefore, he's allowed to yibam. It's basically the same situation as if there was two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Shimon dies with two wives who are not related to each other. So then Levi decides. He's yibam or chalitza with either one. And Apat is the other one. Okay. So what? So ask the Gemara, Baba the Seifa, Laman Ketanila. What's the purpose of bringing this, this final case here? What, what, who's it there for? Right? Who's it, whose opinion is it helping us? We quoted four different cases here. So why do you have this fourth case? If you want to say the reason for quoting this fourth case is to kind of further explain the opinion of Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, there's no difference between the third case and the fourth case. Basically, the third case was uh, where Shimon did Yibam and then afterwards he was born, uh, Levi was born, or he's born and then uh, Levi was born and afterwards Shimon does Yibam. According to, according to Rabbi Meir, it's the same halacha in both cases. There's no reason to quote, again, a fourth case according to Rabbi Meir. There are four cases quoted in this b'risa. So if you're repeating cases, there's got to be a reason to repeat it. There's got to be something new you're teaching me, right? We don't just teach me a new mission, we're teaching the same exact halacha. So the fact that you taught me the second, this fourth case, if it's Rabbi Meir, it's very hard to see because Rabbi Meir has the same opinion in both cases. Let Arvinhu velisninu teach them, mix them up, meaning teach the two cases together in one, in one, at one time. El Allah Rabbi Shimon, it must be you're coming to teach me a chiddush of Rabbi Shimon. And what's that? palik. Right? What's the case that he th- disagrees about? Specifically, the case where where is Rabbi Shimon quoted? Only in the last case, which was what Shimon already did yibum, and then Levi's born. In that case, that's the case. Rabbi Shimon says, ah, no, there I'm drawing the line. There, he talk, uh, Levi can do Yibam. Because come on, Shimon's already married to Sarah. Right? That's where he says, that, that's already too far for me to say that's Give me a break. When, the moment that Levi's born, Shimon and Sarah are already married. Right? And that's the only case, says the Gemara, where Rabbi Shimon argues. So what do you see? That Rabbi Shimon's approach is specifically the... Um, but in the case where Levi would be born and then afterwards Shimon would be Yibam, Rabbi Shimon agrees in that case. In that case, Levi still can't marry her because she still has this Ashish Akshali Abalamo. So, but again, what are these two cases? These two cases are our original Mishnah and our second Mishnah. Right? Our original Mishnah was a case where. Um, um, Nolad. And our second Mishnah was where he was, uh, Shimon, had, uh, Shimon was Yibim Ba'achach in the Lord, that Shimon had already done, done Yibim. That was the only case where we saw a Machlok, a, a place where Shimon argued. And the point being is like this basically, this last Brisa is, a, is basically the Machlok between Rav Papa and Rav Oshia. Rav Oshia had said, No, Rav Shimon argues in both of these cases. And he says in both these cases that Levi can do Yibim. 
And, and Rav Papa said, no, no, no. The only time Rav Shimon argued was in our second Mishnah, which was the case where Shimon had already done Yibam. And in that case, that's when Rav Shimon says, you know, Levi can actually, can actually do Yibam on both women. But the point being that this Brisa seems to prove that Rav Papa is correct and Rav Oshia is incorrect. And this sort of like, Shemamina, this like closes this whole conversation, this whole machalkas between Rav Oshia and Rav Papa about what Rav Shimon's opinion is, is closed here by seeing this Brisa, which makes it clear that the only case in which Rav Shimon argues where he wants to be a little more makel and say Yibam can still take place is again, Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Ruvain's, Ruvain dies, Shimon, mer- Shimon does Yibam with Ruvain's wife. He already has his own wife. At that point, uh, at that point, Levi's born after Shimon's already been married to her. Then he dies. That's the case where Shimon says, we don't call that Eshzach Shalom That's already a, a case where, where Levi can talk do Yibam with either one of these women or Lechalitz with either one of these women. Otherwise, in every other case of Eshzach Shalom where Shimon actually will agree with the Chachamim. So, at this point, we've closed that conversation and we're going to start with um, a little bit of a new conversation and we'll do that tomorrow morning. Thank you.